What's going on, everybody? It's your man, K. Mark. Welcome you back to another episode of the 310 Podcast. Coming at you like I always love to do. Dropping that sports knowledge and getting you ready for this crazy NFL week that is coming up. During this episode, hey, we'll be looking back at last week's NFL action as well as be getting you geared up for this week's action. I uh, will also be kind of, uh, we'll, be, we'll be going over the playoff standings as well as some NFL news. We'll definitely we'll be going bowl season and looking at the uh, two matchups during the BCS playoffs, as well as looking at those Los Angeles Lakers. And when will, Le- when will LeBron break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record? So, with that being said, for the final episode of the 2022 year, sit back, relax, and let's get to it. All right, let's jump right back into it. So, hey, we're going to start off with the NFL. And taking a look back at last week, week 16, um, there were some games that definitely stuck out to me. And we're going to start on Christmas Eve down in Big D where the Dallas Cowboys held on 40-34 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this was a big game. Uh, the Eagles could have definitely clinched um, home field advantage as well as the NFC East with the win. However, Dak Prescott would arguably, I believe, his best game of his career was able to do enough in the air to outlast the Philadelphia Eagles with Gardner Minshew at the helm and replacing the injured Jalen Hurts. Um, moving on, moving on. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, were a 35 to 13 victory victor over the Chicago Bears. And with that victory, the Bills were able to wrap up the AFC East once again for, I believe this is the second year in a row, second or third year in a row. I can't really remember, but uh, the Bills have basically owned the AFC East ever since Tom Brady left. So, yeah, it looks like, it looks like it's definitely a new guard in that division. Um, I will say the AFC East has been very competitive, and I'll definitely get into the standings in a moment. But, yeah, no, I mean, like I guess I've stated in, in a previous episode, I mean, I've, I've not seen the AFC East at least this competitive since maybe, maybe the early 90s or so, but or maybe like 1998 or something. But anyway, moving on to the AFC, um, the West, the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, with their victory, uh, their 24 to 10 victory over Seattle, locked up the AFC East, the AFC West for one uh, for um, once again. I mean, the Chiefs have basically owned that division since Andy Reid has been a part of that organization. Um, the Denver Broncos, I'm sorry, not the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals with a victory over the New England England Patriots in Foxborough to keep um, a one-game lead over the Baltimore Ravens. These two teams, they'll uh, they'll definitely meet um, during the last game of the regular season for possibly the the division title if, if things are not wrapped up by this, um, by uh, on Monday night. Um, looking at looking elsewhere, uh, the San Francisco 49ers continue their toward start. I mean, their 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 toward finish. Uh, they beat the Washington Commanders 37 to 20 in a dominating performance. Uh, the Washington Commanders they they went back to Carson Wentz in a surprise, um, especially after um, Taylor Heineke had struggled. So 
yeah, I guess no Jordans, no, 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 uh, Jordans in 49ers because of this week. So, no, nah, I mean, the commander, they, they still have a shot to make the playoffs. I mean, right now, if the season were to conclude, they would be in. So, um, Washington, they definitely have a big matchup coming up this week. However, the 49ers have, uh, their eyes set on possibly the two seed or maybe even home field advantage if things kind of shape out the right way. Looking ahead to this week coming up, uh, some games that are, are definitely prevalent to the playoff picture. Uh, can't get them all, but I'll get some majority of them. But it start off in Tennessee, where the Dallas Cowboys still uh, are putting pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles by beating the Tennessee Titans 27 to 23 to keep their hopes for the division on life support. Uh, the New Orleans, and speaking of those Eagles, they host the New Orleans Saints at Lincoln Financial Field without Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll definitely talk about him and his injuries in a moment, but they host the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints, they still have a, um, an outside shot at winning their division, even at six and nine. Um, moving on, moving on, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, their host for for catching the Buffalo Bills uh, all kind of hinge on what they do against the Denver Broncos. Um, they definitely need a win to kind of keep pace with the Bills. Um, they have the Denver Broncos who have basically kind of packed it in. Um, unfortunately, they, uh, cr- uh, cringy Russ uh, basically wasn't what uh, wasn't everything that was advertised this season. Uh, the Broncos have definitely had a very uh, underwhelming season to say the least and what and they just fired their head coach Nathaniel Hackett after one season my goodness my goodness um definitely going to be some uh some definitely some interesting coaching hires coming up this offseason I know uh Jim Harbaugh as well as Sean Payton are definitely will probably have their uh have their eyes on that of uh, Broncos vacancy um looking at the AFC East uh the Denver, uh, the Miami Dolphins will be taking on the New England Patriots in Foxborough without Tua Tagovailoa, who um, suffered his third concussion of the season, and he will be out this game. Teddy Bridgewater will be filling in. Um, Teddy B, um, an adequate backup, I think he could definitely get the job done, but it's definitely going to be a, a, a tall task to win in Foxborough in the cold for Miami. Um, moving on, moving on. Uh, we have the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers basically uh, uh, facing off for the division title. Um, the Buccaneers basically have a chance to wrap everything up and win the division if they were able to, if they were able to beat the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have an outside shot at winning the division if they can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win next week. Um, Moving on to the the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, we have the Minnesota Vikings who are looking to um to catch the Philadelphia Eagles for the number one seed. Take on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Uh, the Packers still have something to play for. Uh, they have an outside shot at making the playoffs, and if they can get uh, if they can get the victory as well as a couple things taking place, the Packers could definitely slide into that seventh spot. And then you have on Monday night the Buffalo Bills have who have a chance to wrap up home field advantage. Uh, they take on the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, uh, and like I stated earlier, the Bengals have a shot. Uh, at winning the AFC uh, North uh, with the, well, I believe, with the victory and a Raven loss, so that def- that game is definitely going to be important for the Bengals. Uh, looking at the NFL standings right now, let's start off in the AFC. If the players were to start today, this is how the matchups would be. Buffalo would have the bye, um, the first uh, number one seed, and a bye. The Kansas City Chiefs would be the number two seed. 
if everybody, I mean, if, and if you, if, if every, people have forgotten, the number one, the number two seed does not get a buy anymore. That is only the number one seed. Now you have the Kansas City Chiefs. They will, they will have an interesting matchup at home against the Miami Dolphins. You know, Tyreek Hill would, would relish at that opportunity. You also have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they'll be the three seed. They will take on the LA Chargers at home in Cincinnati. Then you have the Baltimore, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who would take on the surprising Jacksonville Jaguars, would take on the Baltimore Ravens in Jacksonville. And that's if uh, Jacksonville can win the AFC South. In the hunt, you still have the New England Patriots at seven and eight, the Tennessee Titans at seven and eight. I'm sorry, the uh, Tennessee Titans at seven and eight, as well as the New York Jets also with the seven and eight record. Moving on to the NFC. You have the Philadelphia Eagles with the victory over the Saints can wrap up the, the number one seed as well as the NFC East if they're able to get a victory over the Saints this Sunday. That followed up by the Minnesota Vikings, who are the number two seed. They would take on the Washington Commanders. And that would be a definitely interesting matchup right there. The San Francisco 49ers would take on the New York Giants as well as the Dallas Cowboys will go on the road to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the hunt right now, you have the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers for the final playoff spot. However, you also have the Carolina Panthers and um, the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, New Orleans Saints vying for the AFC South. So with that being said, hey, let's jump in into some NFL news. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, um, Jalen Hurts is one of the um, the leaders for in the race in the MVP race, I believe. That that race is basically down to Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I would definitely say Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Right now, if I had it in this order. I mean, me personally, in my bias, in of course my bias opinion, I would definitely say Jalen Hurts is number one, Patrick Mahomes number two. Joe Burrow, number three, Josh Allen, number four. And also, I mean, you definitely got to give some love to maybe like a Justin Jefferson, maybe as well as uh, maybe a defensive star like um, like a like a Nick Bosa. He definitely deserves some uh, some MVP love as well. So with Jalen Hurts right now, I mean, he's currently dealing with a shoulder injury that he injured two weeks ago against the Chicago Bears. Um, he was uh, inactive versus Dallas. I definitely believe if Jalen Hurts was would have been in the lineup, I believe the Eagles would have definitely put a big number on the on the Cowboys and would have won. Um, right now, um, as you know, I mean, Hurts is, and is and it's definitely looking like Jalen is going to be inactive for the game against the War. Let's say so that's definitely going to deal a big blow to his MVP chances. However, me and other. Eagle fans alike, we really don't really particularly care about the MVP because, I mean, you think about it, like the last time a player had won the Super Bowl and won the regular season MVP in the same season was Kurt Warner back in 1999. And so, I mean, we definitely have had a number of MVPs who have gotten to the Super Bowl. However, those guys have taken L's. I mean, we can look at Tom Brady. We can look at uh, Peyton Manning. You can look at uh, who else? Cam Newton. As another one, uh, Matt Ryan is another. So I mean, just because you win the MVP doesn't not guarantee you ultimate success in the playoffs. So I mean, with that being said, I mean, hey, if Pat Mahomes gets the MVP, 
great. Great. However, if it, uh, yeah, however, that means that the Eagles can take home the Lombardi Trophy, even better. So, yes, I'm being biased on this one, but who cares? But um, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, Mike Tomlin. Um, Mike Tomlin has been the Pittsburgh Steelers coach since uh, the year 2007, and he has amassed a 500 or above record in each and every season. However, this season is definitely in question. Uh, the Steelers got off to a very difficult start. However, right now they are 78. They have won four out of their last five. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four out of their last five. And looking at their schedule, I mean, they finish off at Baltimore and at home versus Cleveland. If they can get this victory over Baltimore, they'll definitely have a shot at a 500 record and maybe an outside shot at the playoffs. So it's definitely a. Uh, it would definitely be, uh, be beneficial for the Steelers to pull up that record. I mean, Mike Tomlin is definitely a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches in this era. Um, he definitely has his Super Bowl uh, ring as well as a Super Bowl appearance back during the 2010 season. Um, I, honestly, I mean, out of all the coaches, I mean, that's actually if I was a pro, if I was a pro football player, Mike Tomlin would be that one coach I would love to play for. He's definitely um, a player's coach. However, he says the right thing is to get his players motivated. Um, he definitely has the swag to uh, to coach his team and has done well taking over for Bill Cowher in uh, starting in 20, uh, 2007. Now, the Steelers have been a perennial playoff contender uh, with um, with players like Big Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, uh, James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, Choi Palomalu. Um, and, and Ryan Clark, uh, Ryan Shazier and the crew. I mean, they've always been competitive into the playoffs. However, uh, man, that, that record for, uh, for uh, finish the season at 500 or better is in jeopardy, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on and um, moving on to Miami, where the Dolphins will not have Tua Tagovailoa, who suffered his third concussion of the year. My goodness. Man, man, oh, man, oh, man. And um, from what I'm gathering, yeah, this definitely happened last on Christmas uh, on Christmas Day versus the Packers. However, he actually finished the game, and it was revealed that he didn't start uh, suffering um, concussion symptoms until Monday, uh, that, uh, the next day on, Mon- on, uh, on Monday when he reported to Dolphins headquarters. That's crazy. That's crazy how he's able to p- play, a concu- uh, play with the concussion and finish. Um... Once again, I mean, this definitely brings back to his ability and his long-term health is definitely in question. And he's definitely not going to be available this week against um, against New England. However, there's a chance that he could play next week and possibly into the playoffs. However, man, you don't want to keep playing with these concussions, man. You really, really don't. Because once you get one, they start happening with a lot freak, um, with, uh, with more regularity. And Tua, I mean, he's only been in the league for two years, and it's definitely had his um, he's definitely came back from a lot. I mean, especially with that hip injury in college, and now, I mean, with questions with him um, as the Dolphins quarterback, he's definitely answered a lot of those questions throwing the football. Now it's just the fact that can he be durable um, from the rest of the way. Um, however, this was this is definitely a big game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. We'll be starting versus New England. Um, if the Finns could win this game and the Jets lose, 
the Dolphins will be in the playoffs. And so, moving on, moving on, we're moving on to Las Vegas, where Derek Carr was benched for Jared Stenham. Stenham. Um, Stenham will be will be starting against the 49ers. Um, I believe, honestly, it's kind of a cop-out move. Um, I believe, I mean, Derek Carr, all right, I know there's been a lot of criticism on Derek Carr over the past several years. However, um, I definitely believe that he's kind of been made out to be the scapegoat. I know my boy Mike Stafford from uh, The Time Is Now, he'll definitely disagree with me with that. However, I mean, honestly, I mean, the Raiders have been honestly just doing Raider things this this season. Um, but you know what? Eventually, somebody's going to have to fall on the sword. And honestly, um, Derek Carr has been kind of like in the line of most Raider fans over the past several years. I honestly believe this is going to be his last year as a Raider. And true, mind you, I mean, Derek Carr, he hasn't been always the perfect quarterback. Honestly, I believe he's been marginal at best to say the least but like I say I know Raider Nation I know they're happy because they know that now they're going to be looking at a possible new quarterback I believe that the Raiders are definitely going to take a shot at trying to get Aaron Rodgers I definitely believe that uh, and pairing him with Devontae Adams and I believe they, uh, they can definitely create recreate that match that they had um, in their time in Green Bay and you can definitely see the frustration at times with the Raiders and Raider fans as well as like you saw like Josh Jacobs interview after the Steelers game last week he definitely seems frustrated he definitely seems like he does not want to come back however I mean he's in a contract year he's definitely is balled out I think he'll come back but I think the Raiders if they are able to get a legitimate quarterback say either Aaron Rodgers or maybe even a Tom Brady you can definitely see a rise in Raider Nation and definitely maybe see a return trip to the playoffs. So um, that's basically what it is with uh, with the NFL. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some college football as we are in bowl season. All right, let's start it off. I'm not going to get into all the matchups. However, I definitely want to get into some uh, some of the important ones. Uh, we have in the Cheez It Bowl, you have Florida State knocking off Oklahoma in a thrilling 35 to 32 victory. Man, oh man, oh man, that was actually a fun game to watch last night. I know my boy Stacks was definitely happy about that. And it's FSU Seminoles pulling off the dub. Uh, right now in progress, we have the All-State Sugar Bowl with the Ala- with Alabama destroying it, uh, Kansas State 28-10. to 10. My goodness, my goodness. But then again, I'm not surprised by this. Alabama's always, um, a, um, is always a top-tier opponent. And teams like that who aren't ready or in the, uh, in the SEC, they succumb to them very quickly. And so and that's kind of what's happening right now. Moving across the landscape, uh, you had uh, number 14, Oregon State, knocking off Florida 30-13. to 13. In the, in the Las Vegas Bowl, you also have, um, let's see, who else, who, else, who else you got? You also had number 15, Oregon, knocking off uh, North Carolina 28-27 to 27 in the Holiday Bowl. And then you also had in the Liberty Bowl, in a fantastic three-overtime shootout, you had Arkansas uh, beating Kansas 55-53. to 53. My goodness, that was a fun game to watch. Um, you also had um, 
uh, number 12 Texas I'm sorry number 12 Washington knocking off uh, number 20 Texas in the Alamo Bowl and then also you also had in the in the Tony the Tiger Bowl in a uh, in a in a thrilling game um, last night you had Pitt knocking off number 18 uh, UCLA 37 to 35 and then also in the Gator Bowl you also had uh, number 21 Notre Dame knocking off number 19 South Carolina 45 to 38 so man there definitely have been some um some very interesting and close ball games and i know uh, there was a blowout last night with uh uh number six tennessee uh destroying clemson 31 to 14 and so looking at um the b um the more important bcs playoff matchups tonight you uh well this afternoon you have number two michigan taking on tcu in the in the Fiesta Bowl, your boys trying to get into that stadium. However, man, tickets are a little bit too a little bit too rich for my blood. So your boy may just kind of uh, chill out on the couch and watch that game. But I definitely expect the Wolverines to pull off that victory. And then you also have number uh, number one, the defending uh, BCS champion Georgia Bulldog taking on the Tokyo State Buckeyes. They're <laughs> uh, number four. Um, in the uh, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, um, I definitely have Georgia pulling off that matchup, and them meeting Michigan um, at SoFi next week for the national title. So definitely some very interesting bowl games, and a and a very uh great way to end the uh, the NC um the BCS playoffs. Um, as we all all know, next year will uh, there will be twelve teams in the BCS tournament next year. So it's definitely going to be very interesting to see. The teams that are in, the teams that can get in, and the teams that will that will eventually win the national title. And so, with that being said, hey, I'm gonna take a quick break, and I'll be right back with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hey, let's take we're going to take a quick dive into the NBA. And basically, we're going to just talk about the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James uh, right now. The biggest question is, when will LeBron James break the, um, the all- NBA's all time scoring record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? From what I'm looking at, it is looking more like he'll probably have a chance to break it in maybe February of uh, this coming year. Um LeBron has been playing very well. I, I definitely have to give him credit, coming, especially coming off the injury. He definitely has been playing well and been trying to do his best to carry the Lakers in the absence of Anthony Davis. Uh, the Lakers, um, they've definitely had a, a little bit of a, uh, they've had a serious rough patch over uh, over the past several games. I mean, they've lost five out of their last seven since 80s injury and currently are 15 and 21, which is 13th in the West. Um, the Lakers, um, with the victory last night over the Atlanta uh, over the Atlanta Hawks, where LeBron James on his birthday put on a virtuoso performance, he had 47, 10, and nine. Um, man, in an overall solid performance, and he came up big down the stretch. Um, it is the third most uh, points scored for a player after the age of 38, only trailing Jamal Crawford and the GOAT. My opinion, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. So um, the Lakers, uh, they definitely needed this one from LeBron, especially with AD being down for the foreseeable future, even though Coach Darvin Ham had indicated that uh, AD's injury has been progressing and is getting a little bit better. However, uh, we really don't have, uh, there's not really a timetable for when AD is coming back. 
Um, the month of January, the Lakers definitely do have a little bit of a difficult schedule. Um, they're um, on on uh, by like a four or five game road trip at this current moment. That end that concludes on uh, Monday, uh, January second against Charlotte. However, they go home. They have home games against uh, Miami, Atlanta. Then they go on the road to Sacramento, at Denver, at home to Luka and the Mavericks, at home to Philly. They um they host Houston, they host Sacramento, and they host they host um Memphis, and that is just to February uh, January twentieth. Um, like I said, I mean they definitely have a rough schedule coming up. And matter of fact, just looking after the Memphis game, they go on the road to Portland. They um they host the LA Clippers, which is a team that just the Lakers just for somehow cannot beat over the past two and a half three years. Um. They also host the Spurs. They go on the road once again to the Celtics, the Nets, and they conclude January with uh, with the game at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. So it's definitely going to be a tough slate for the Lakers. Um, like I said, I mean, they really don't know when AD is coming back. However, uh, LeBron has been playing very well. Uh, definitely should uh, garner some possible player of the week or some player of the month, uh, possible player of the month awards. Because uh, he has been playing very well, uh, the Lakers have been getting some uh, some valuable con- contri- uh, contributions from the likes of Lonnie Walker, uh, Thomas Bryant, Austin Reeves, and yeah, the, and Russell Westbrook. And so yeah, the Lakers are continuing to kind of flounder a little bit. Uh, they definitely need a spark, and they need some type of a winning streak to kind of climb back into the standings in the Western Conference, and so, uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I know that this is a quick episode, but hey, your boy got some things to do, so with that being said, that brings us to a close with another episode of the 310 Podcast, want to thank everybody for listening once again uh, to the show, um, if you guys want to find me on Twitter, you can hear me up at the... Um, well, um, you can find me at Mr. Kmart 81 and if you want to reach out to the show, you can definitely hit me back um, at Mr. K- uh, at the 310 podcast at gmail.com. So, um, real quick before I go, uh, this is as we all know, this is the final episode for uh, 2022. I want to thank everybody for um, listening, uh, for sharing the show. Uh, I want to thank um, like all my boys who listen, Stacks. Um, my, my my boy Sean, everybody who listens to uh, this uh, this production, uh, I definitely want to do better in 2023 and bringing you more content. Uh, I definitely know there are some times where I kind of slacked off a little bit. However, I'm back, uh, being consistent over the past couple of weeks, and I'm definitely looking for that to continue as we head to this new year. Uh, most importantly, um, I want to thank uh, my wife uh, for basically doing every every everything possible to kind of give me some uh some alone time to where i can produce content uh punch out uh, podcast shows after podcast shows kind of keeping the children um away from the room so that i can kind of at least have some quiet time um want to thank my kids for giving daddy some some quiet time as well uh, i definitely know that at times yeah you guys want to want me to play but i thank you guys just for allow me at least a little bit of time to kind of uh put out product and so um also want to thank the man upstairs once again for giving me the ability to kind of um produce content i definitely looking to move this thing 
to another stratosphere next year bringing out more content more things and so with that being said hey once again that brings us to a close i'm your man k mart i want to hey before you head off uh, i want to hey tell you guys hey holiday season once again um is definitely a time of uh where people are depressed uh i want you hey Check on check on your friends, especially the ones that don't have anybody. The lone, the ones that are lonely for the holiday season. Check on them, man, because I know. I mean, and I know that this is a sports show. However, I also want to kind of give a little human um, aspect to this as well. I mean, a lot of the high suicide rates do happen at around this time of year, so I definitely want to encourage you guys to kind of hug on your loved ones, check on those who are possibly lonely for this time of year, invite them over find them out or something like that or just just a call just to give them like a like an encouraging word because we all need it in this time you know how crazy this world is and so yeah hug your loved ones uh be there for them and we'll definitely see you guys in 2023 and so with that being said i'm your man k mark i'll catch you with you later peace out